making it smooth and slow. Good tune. Oh, good man. tune. How's it going, Mike? Oh, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> How you doing over there, Frank? Oh, excellent. Did you have a nice stretch for a break there? Oh, oh yeah. Nice little stretch. Nice little piss. <laughs> <laughs> grabbed a beer, took a hit. Very nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How's man. life in Colorado, man? Oh, it's not too bad, you know. I've been hanging low, bachelor week, and I uh, went and did some shopping today, which is nice. And, nice. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I do. I, uh, I... When I have free time now, I just do chores and I feel great about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I like finally sleep. <laughs> I did something. Yeah, I could like rest my mind on it. Yeah. If I have like any kind of mess going on, I can't rest. It's weird. I gotta have everything tidy. You know. That's what they say. If you want to get your life together, start by making your bed. That's right. Yeah, that's um. You first start step. small. Yeah, making your bed is actually a huge first step. I would actually say that's maybe where I kind of got into the groove of like you know, uh, taking care of my stuff and being tidy. It just feels really refreshing when you wake up in the morning and everything's ready to go and you just rock the world, man. I think it's just you know the army. They would just say how you do one thing is how you do everything. Oh wow! Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. That's you know. So yeah, if your room's a mess, if your car, you know, if your room's a mess, your your house is gonna be a mess. Your car's gonna be a mess. Your job's gonna be a mess. Your life's gonna be a mess. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, that's a great call. I remember when I was kind of uh, learning the trick and trade to uh, management and hiring people. I was given the advice to um, look at people's fingernails. And how oh, I always look at nails. Great call. Somebody with long <clears throat> fingernails, that was kind of like a uh, red flag or a tell that, like, maybe this is someone who's unkempt or isn't orderly. Yes. And yes. Dude, was... we used to do the fucking. <laughs> yeah, dude. I had a sergeant, man. For, he was like my squad leader for like about a year, year and a half, dude. He would, every Monday, dude, you would like, you'd come to formation for that first meeting. <laughs> He'd walk down the line, he'd take your hat off, look at your hairline, look at everything, make sure everything was lined up, had to be tight, wow. you know? Yeah. And he would check, he'd fucking check your fingernails. Nice. Yeah. I'm hyper aware of my fingernails, uh, <laughs> always. I'm constantly, like, if they get a little too long, it kind of bothers me, I'm, you know? You know what the uh, plumber slogan is? I can't wait for this one, man. <laughs> never bite your nails. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was. So, I knew we were never going Never bite your down nails when you're a plumber, dude. <laughs> that black stuff ain't dirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> that black stuff under the nails ain't dirt. I knew it. I fucking knew we were going down that route, man. <laughs> if I got to tell you, man, you've been a manager, right? See, I, I have this thing where, like... <clears throat> I can't believe nobody's ever heard the ABCs. Give me the ABCs. Right. The ABCs, dude, if it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what job you have, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't speak about office jobs. Okay, I can't talk about office jobs. I think all jobs but, uh, roll no, 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 the this same this, The ABCs don't apply to office jobs. Okay, this okay. only applies to, like, the trades or, like, sure. any kind of... Okay. 
landscape, anything you're doing with your hands, you're at any kind of trade job, it's day one. What do you do? You don't even know. You don't even know enough to get out of the way. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> it does. Yes. You start any job, even me, I'm a plumber. I've been doing it for a few years, but I started a new plumbing job. I don't know their system. I don't even know how to get out of their way. You know? Absolutely, so, man. So what do you do? ABC, baby. Don't ever forget your ABCs when you're on a job site. ABC, always be cleaning. Yeah, always be clean. <laughs> right. I was always be cooking. If you're, always if be you're working in the kitchen. If you're a chef, always be cooking. But if you're not, if you're on the job site, always be cleaning. Look around, grab a broom, start sweeping up the dust, start cleaning, organize the tools, organize the parts. It's always be cleaning. Yes, it, it's on the same level of uh, one of my all-time favorites. If you got time to lean. You got time to clean. Time to clean. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I'm going to steal that. Ah, uh, it's beautiful, man. That's a beautiful, yeah, that's a beautiful, that, that's for waiters, huh? When they're leaning on the bar. You should never, yeah, lean in and you got your arms crossed. You should yeah. never have your arms crossed or in your pockets, right? No leaning. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Yeah, ABCs. Always be cleaning. ABCs. Always be cleaning, man. Pick up a broom. Yeah, the arm, arms crossed, dude. We used to have this captain. She was like a little, little chick. Oh, yeah. Why are you crossing your arms? You think you're in charge? <laughs> All right, bitch, take it easy. Oh, man. ABCs, I like that, especially if you're on a certain line, like a food line, right, and you, you have a certain position. You could, um, you could be uh, the guy who's, uh, what is it, always be cheesing, right? You're just constantly, <laughs> constantly cheesing. You're just the cheese meister. You're just constantly cheesing stuff. Or if you're the baker, always be caking. Always be caking, yeah. Oh, there's so yeah. many, a lot of food aspects to the ABC. I never, I never like tried. That. I never worked in the food world, so I don't know. But I know in the construction world, the trades world, you're new on the job. <laughs> always be cleaning. No, I think trade, food, they're very similar stuff. You should always be. You're standing constantly, and if you're standing, you should be moving. Very different. Very different, dude. Very oh. different. Uh, you know. Comparing it to landscaping. I'm not saying construction. The guys I work with smell so bad, you'll lose your appetite. <laughs> you don't want them cooking your food. No, apparently you've never worked in a kitchen. Because uh, <laughs> the, guys, the guys cooking your food, Mike, they don't smell like roses, my friend. <laughs> and some of them, based on the smell, questionable if they've shit themselves. I'm telling you, you never know. Not a lot of bathroom breaks on those lines, man. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was I was seeing this chick one time, and her roommate was a chick who worked at a pizzeria. Ooh, nice! And like the chick would come home smelling like pizza. It was kind of a turn on. I love she smelling was, uh, like good came food. Up, oh, she always came up smelling like pizza, dude. It was like it was good. No, that's a good place to work at. That's a good smell to go home with. You know, I think. Uh, like if you work in a pastry shop or barista or bakery kind of place, that's good smelling. No, I... not the barista, dude. The coffee shop. It reminds me of like working <laughs> at White Hen. I worked at a gelato shop for many years. I made gelato, and because almost all ice cream, the base flavor you start with is vanilla. I smelled like vanilla all the time. Oh, you probably got so many chicks, dude. I had a really good youth. Uh, I had a good time, yeah. guys. It was a good time. Dude, were girls always telling you you smell good? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the vanilla, man. It smells nice. You know, only sometimes. You know, sometimes you know you're back there, you're sweating. We didn't have good AC, so 
Maybe I actually didn't get a lot of compliments on my smells now that I think about it. Actually, I only got it from fat guys. <laughs> yeah, it was always the fat dudes at the bar. That's uh, now that I think about it. The old guys really liked me at the pub. <laughs> I always got free drinks. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's right. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> they just saw the long hair and they smelled the vanilla. <laughs> there was a. Uh, I worked there eventually, but there was this place, the pub, about Kitty Corner from uh, the the uh, gelato shop and I would work a lot of late hours and late nights at the gelato joint so I would swing over to the pub with a couple pints of gelato and I would always give it to the cook back there and he would he would hook it up for me every time I'd go in for uh, some late night food. That's a man. great move. Oh, that's absolutely. a great move, dude. That's a Chicago move right there, dude. Unannounced, hey, here's here's some pints for you and the crew. Yeah. Right? That's the way you do it, my man. They remember you forever. They love you. And, uh, and then on top of it, folks, you got to be a good tipper. I hate to say God, it, but that's just the way it works in the late night world. You got <laughs> to dish out the dough a little bit to make some friends, man. Did you want to hear the funniest story this guy told me? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I, I didn't. I, okay. You know, like you're at a construction, they're building a building, right? There's a crane. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's only one crane, right? I'll, I'll take your word. I always, uh, there's no crane wars or crane battles. No, no, no. You know, uh, like, you ever right, see, right. like, a skyscraper oh, get yes. built? There's one crane in the yeah, middle. that's right. Sure. It, and uh, they get, there's one, there's a crane operator. <laughs> right? One guy. And the thing is, that crane is bringing up all the materials, all the people, oh, yeah. all the tools. Nice. Right? Oh, yeah. But for every group, you got concrete guys, you got plumbers, you got electricians, you got, you know, carpenters, right? Everybody's fighting for their chance to get their shit up. Right? Oh, on each crane ride. Because yeah, you can only, yeah, right? I Everybody's never fighting for that. position yeah. to get their uh, shit up there, right? <laughs> I've never thought so, about this, but yes, now it makes all. Me neither. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> but I always heard, I've always heard those crane <laughs> operators make the most stupid amount of money. Right? Wow, really? Okay. And this, this one guy was telling me when he used to run a job site, he's like, the thing is, the job starts, everybody hands the crane operator an envelope. Oh, man. Oh, I already know where this is going. Oh, it's beautiful. And he goes, you don't, the the funny part is like, you don't know what's in everybody's envelope. Wow. Right? So, and whoever gives the biggest envelope, he's going to get first, first ride. Oh, so it could be stuffed with like some napkins. (laughs) No, no, but it's just like, like the plumber guy, he doesn't know how much the electrician gave him. Right. Okay. So, so he's it. just gonna give him what he thinks he needs to give him. To oh, get... so this is kind of like a guessing game before. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like so. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> goes, but it, apparently, there was a new crane operator at one of these jobs because you know oh, they yeah. do shifts. But apparently, there was a new guy, and uh, everybody started like just giving him coffee. They started, you know, people were giving him cigarettes and coffee, and the guy was like loving it. He like, couldn't believe the tips he was getting, right? Wow. Every day, guys were giving him free, di- free lunch, free oh, breakfast, donuts. free everything. Oh, yeah, right? man. <laughs> he goes, but then after a couple of weeks, the guy just stopped everything, right? And they're like, yo, what's up, man? What's up, man? He just gets out the crate and he goes, I want an envelope. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> he heard about the envelope. Oh, it's beautiful. And dude, so then you had to go, and everybody had to fucking make an envelope. 
Isn't that fucking insane? You think you get some coupons, gift cards, maybe? No, it's hundreds of dollars. It's just cash, dollar. okay. It's just, okay. it's hundreds maybe of dollars. Maybe like a um, little blow, a couple joints. Cup, probably drugs. Not weed. They don't. None of the union guys do weed. The thing is, all, yeah, up until up until recently, the, the they were game. testing for weed, and that stays in your system too long. That's right. So unions like the military in that they prefer the drugs that get out of your system in twenty four to forty eight hours. <laughs> and the, the stuff that hypes you up keeps you rocking out, right? Take on the uppers. Yeah, we'll work twenty hours. That's right. Meth and coke. I got you. I understand. You said it. <laughs> Not me. Not a bad team. <laughs> that's right <laughs> but isn't that funny man you get an M- like dude yeah man i guess that's how it works in those industries and that's um you know i'm not surprised right i figured uh there's something like that going on i just didn't know they had now it's really kind of funny i mean but now it's like so bl- like that's so blatant funny like, little world <laughs> everybody knows about it and everybody does it yeah, man. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. That's pretty wild stuff. But we, yeah, I thought you would like that. All these uh, unions and all these joints have their own little thing going on, and it's no different, dude, in the food world. Just like I was saying earlier, honestly, there's all sorts of scams and weird stuff going on. And something that I've actually been uh, screaming about for many years is, I think the biggest scam, the thing that people are getting ripped off on left and right. And they just don't even think about it. They just hand over their money for it. And I believe it's a scam. I'm telling you, organic foods. Oh, absolutely. For those that peruse the organic aisles, this is what often comes to mind. Lush pastures of regenerative soil and happy cows like those at the Alexander Family Farms in California. How important is it to make sure that the label organic means organic? It's everything. It's consumer trust. It's... It means purity. It means food in, in its very natural form. Now, quick refresher on what actually gets the so-called organic stamp of approval. It's produce that's grown without any synthetic fertilizer, pesticides, or genetic modification, and meat and chicken raised in living conditions that allow for open grazing, no antibiotics or hormones, and are fed 100% organic feed. But usually, all that is promised by a label that some dishonest companies have used for fraud. (laughs) Over the last several years, organic fraud rings have been busted importing non-organic products in from Eastern Europe and selling them at organic premiums. We were shopping a while back, and Emma's like, what's the difference between organic lettuce, the red leaf lettuce that we like, and the non-organic? And I said, oh, the organic... It looks nicer, so they slap the organic <laughs> tag, and then the shitty-looking stuff they put over here for the fucking losers to buy. See how it works? Yeah. It came <laughs> from the same farm. It's the same farm. What, what's organic about it? It just looks organic. That's what's organic. <laughs> <laughs> they it. St- it looks cleaner and newer. That's the whole fucking difference. <laughs> See, they put it under the sprayer, so every 30 seconds this See? mist comes out. They give it a shiny sheen. <laughs> the same fucking pesticides there's no yeah. difference it's just the better looking shit they oh, that's a good call don't even think about that like the the non-organic lettuce has been half eaten by bugs and your no, organic lettuce has not a tooth mark on it here's what happens in these giant fucking processing facilities they get this guy massive load of heads of lettuce the ones at the top, they wrap with the purple label and it says organic. The shitty <laughs> ones at the bottom covered in mud, they wrap with the green thing and it says regular. And that's your <laughs> fucking difference, you morons. That's the difference. 
like Iowa, <laughs> South Dakota, and Minnesota have charged some farmers for selling organic fraud as well. And now the government is beefing up its oversight in the $63 billion industry for the first time in decades, requiring organic import certificates for goods from overseas, more unannounced inspections, and an increase in the number of trained organic certifiers. If you cheat in organic, you'll get caught, you'll go to jail, or you'll be fined. But what this does, it really makes that easier to catch the bad guys and harder to be a bad guy in the first place. All organic uh, farmers like the Alexanders say... They're never and really tackling the uh, <laughs> biggest issues of the you day guys, here. Have you guys heard about fentanyl? I don't know if you know about it. Not sure if you heard about it. Farmers. Do you think it's kind of a to get to know their farmers again? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, we always invite all of our consumers and anybody we talk to to come see yeah. our branch and our farm anytime. All right, all right, I'll just leave it there. Uh, so, uh, I've been saying this for a long time. You're getting ripped off. I knew a guy who worked at one of these fucking major produce processing facilities for Kroger, whatever this these uh joints are, and he literally said to me, he he very he looked me dead in the eye and said. Whatever, however much you think you're washing your produce, you're not washing it enough. That's what he told me, dude. That's oh, how you can't, dude. You can't wash everything. Is. Okay, doesn't matter how it's grown. All the seeds came from genetically modified Monsanto fucking seeds. <laughs> you know how many vaccines Bill Gates has pumped through this shit already? It's uh. unbelievable. <laughs> he couldn't even grow without the nanobots. What are you talking about? No, I thought it was the army of uh, drone bees. I thought we established this <laughs> oh, That's what they yeah, pollinated after it gets to a certain <laughs> level, Frank. The nanobots, it's when there's a sapling. A seedling. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. I'm serious about this. It, this is what they're... They're not saying it out loud, but what they're saying is, look, we're getting all this shit. It's coming in. They don't have the means to separate it is the point. When you really think about all this stuff in these facilities getting coming in and then they they separate it there's just simply no way to a facilitate a certain need right let's say you run out of the so-called organic stuff or there's an issue with their farm right then you need to put something in that shelf space you're just gonna yeah. wrap some good looking fucking red leaf lettuce that looks like the other fucking red leaf lettuce. No, it, <clears throat> what always kills me is that, like, I always try to put it in perspective is think about your own industry, right? Yeah. Like, like my plumbing industry, right? I'm on a job, it's 11 o'clock at night. I should probably just go cut a new piece, a new fucking 13 inch piece of black iron, thread it, and put it in, right? But Absolutely. man, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm going to grab <laughs> right. a five and a six inch yes. nipple, put a coupling, and I'm going to put fucking, I'm just going to throw three pieces in there, yes. and I'm done, right? Call at it a day. Every industry is like that. Don't every go, industry. If Jimmy John's closes at 2 a.m., don't walk in at 155, man. You're going to get the worst sandwich of your life. The worst sandwich of your life. <laughs> But it's the same thing with the food industry. It's like, all right, we don't have a, we don't have anything to put in this, you know, spot. Fuck it, label it organic, throw it in. There. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, every industry has the fuck it, just throw it in there. Yes. Point, you know? Yes. Thank you. And my theory for organic has been since day one. It's a scam. I think the, even... Is it really organic? I don't know, but they want it. Throw it in but there. Also, you know? if, let's say you're a farm, right? And you're growing all this fucking lettuce. 
and you realize there's a giant markup on organic lettuce. You could claim, oh, yeah, we got this one area where we grow organic, and this is our yeah. – we mark these heads go for $4 a head versus the $1 a head now. And you know what I'm saying? There's clearly yeah, – literally call Integrity today. Farms, and that's a South Park episode. <laughs> no, that's literally like – it's so obvious that they were doing this from the get-go, whether it's from the source itself where they're like – uh, wait, how much do you pay for organic? Yeah, sure, this is organic. Yeah, it's an organic. You know, you know what I talked this up to, Frank? America has separated families and not enough people live with their grandma. Because my grandma has been saying this shit for 20 years. Yes, it's so obvious. She, though. Mike, I bought the head of lettuce. She cuts it in half. Look at it. What's organic? What's organic? There's no difference. The only difference is you paid three more dollars for it. It's so fucked yeah, no. up. She gave up on that shit. She called him out 20 years ago. Yes. Bullshit, no, it's dude. so obvious. It's just so obvious. Like you just, you're putting the nicer looking you shit. Know, you know what Nona got me? Dude? Nona got me about like 15 years ago, dude. When she, uh, when they would, her and dad would always say it. If it was an organic peach, it would have worms in it. Oh, wow. Cause you go, you go eat the peaches off of our tree. You know, one out of three, you're gonna, you're gonna find a little worm in it. You know, because you're not using these uh, wild pesticides, pesticides that kill everything. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't use pesticides, you're gonna find worms in your fruit. That's just how it is. And they're okay to eat. You can eat the worms. No big deal. At least that's what I was told. Well, I mean, it's, it's part of... also skinny. <laughs> it's part of nature. And yes, the parasites eat the stuff inside of us. That's how it works. <laughs> Keeps you skinny. That's why Italians stay so skinny. Like the southern... The poor southern Italian. Yeah, we're skinny. We never poop. It's incredible. It's we just... got worms. <laughs> that's right. The, wor- the worms inside of us keep us alive. That's no, no, I think you got worms. What's it? <laughs> Living on worms here, folks. That's why you can eat all the carbs you want. <laughs> I do it for the worms. You know, there also there's the ones in my brains who are telling me to feed the worms in my stomach. That's how <laughs> they work in unison. They're a team. Yeah. <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> well, speaking of a uh, brain and gut and uh, heart health, if you. Uh, if you will, uh, Mike, my man, Dr. McCullough, has been making some waves recently. And you know I'm obsessed with the they vaccine. Killed him yet? No, I'm really shocked, but I'm obsessed. I'm kind of disappointed in the Clintons on this one. I thought you guys would have. Well, Hillary was going to go after him, but uh, she was slowed down with a small case of myocarditis. And so, oh, unfortunately, <laughs> she had to uh, take it easy. That enlarged heart, you got to watch it, man, especially at that age. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill was too busy playing saxophone for 18 year olds. You know how it is. You see, Bill, you know, like Hillary's passed out on the chair, and Bill's behind her just sticking her with more uh, COVID vaccine boosters. COVID. You know, then, he, then he runs out the back door with the sax. <laughs> they said they're 18. I mean, uh, watch out. They're going to lower that age someday, I'm telling you. But uh, so. Oh, why do you think I'm not married yet? I'm waiting. <laughs> that's right. <We're... laughs> Scoop me up a 14 year old, baby. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. It's gross. 
Living in a democratic world, folks. Uh, so I'm on the I'm on the Leo plan. My actually, my first wife's not born yet. My first wife will be born in 2040. Yeah, when you're 40, they're 18. That's how it works. Exactly. The Leo plan. The Leo plan. <laughs> what did they say? His a Titanic hit its 25th anniversary. That's which right. Which means Leo broke up with it. <laughs> That's so good, dude. That's so good. <laughs> there was some joke. I don't know where I saw it. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot of Leo jokes. There's so many. The yeah. other joke was, uh, what did Bill Maher say? <laughs> Maybe it was Bill Maher. There, there was room on the door. He didn't leave because there was no room on the door. He the... left because she turned 23. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Bill, yeah, Bill Maher so was that funny. Gotta give it to Bill Maher on that one. <laughs> well, we could go the Bill Maher route. I was gonna go the McCullough route, but uh, I got some Maher too. What are we thinking? Here? Sorry, I know we I, uh, we we bad. fly around the uh, thing here. Let me uh, let's do the uh, the McCullough because then I got a quick one right after. I just find it very funny and it's straight out of my. No, f- I really want to hear McCullough what he's saying now because he's kind of been vindicated. I want to say McCullough's been bright, and we've just been kind of, I'm a little obsessed with it right now, the fact that there's just a lot of information coming out that these vaccines are not good for you, and they're, for some bizarre reason, still pushing them on people. What's going on here? So it's nice to have a guy like him still going around, and uh, it's a little bit uh, kind of uh, worrisome what he's saying still, because it was worrisome what he was saying a year ago, and it's kind of coming true, so... What he's saying now, maybe people should be paying a little attention. So here we go, a little McCullough. Another disturbing finding, there's two papers, one by um, Alden, first author, Yang D. Marin, senior author, another one by Kara Gokulis. I'm also a co-author of that paper, demonstrating the vaccines, because they stay in the body so long, it looks like they do permanently install into the human genome. The, the government, as they develop these vaccines, Oh, yeah. Okay. McCullough, I'm sure you're right, but Fauci has that pizzazz. I know. You know? Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you're He's already putting almost, me to sleep. Almost Brett Weinsteining us here. I know. Fauci had the it factor. <laughs> you know, he had the Brooklyn accent. <laughs> you know, I get the froggy voice. Yeah, I'm just a guy from Brooklyn. You know, I'm gonna let you know how I really mean. You know? uh, you're right. You give a little, a little color. Come a on. A little pizzazz. Come on. It's like you spent your whole life studying books and reading about medical shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> Be an actor. Stop sounding so smart. Sound like you're from the streets. <laughs> you just spent any time in Brooklyn? <laughs> Call Fauci. He'll help you out. <laughs> Maybe go out there and throw a first pitch somewhere. <laughs> I was about to say, how many first pitches have you thrown, Peter? That's the problem. Let's get him a first pitch in there. Maybe he'll change his ass. We're going to get you a first pitch, get you a couple <laughs> hookers. It's going to be great. It's going to forget all about the myocarditis. <laughs> I like the idea of his publicist being like, okay, we're going to call someone in. Just be open-minded, okay? I know it's going to be a little tough, but trust us on this one. And the elevator opens, and it's Fauci, you know, and he just comes in. Peter, 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 Peter. I've been trying to reach out for years. What are you doing out there, son? <laughs> Come here, come here. Fauci's got you. We're going to take care of you. <laughs> first things first. 
Put on a lab coat. Who's going to listen to you when you don't have a lab coat on? Has anyone... One thing I learned... <laughs> One thing I learned, they'll buy anything if you're wearing the lab coat and you put the stethoscope around the neck. They love it. They love the stethoscope. He's, he's got to start going by uh, Pete, right? Pete, yeah. Pete McCullough. Nobody took me serious when I was Anthony Fauci. <laughs> Switch it to Tony. I'm a hero. The face of the virus. <laughs> Peter, Peter, I went 10 years. 10 years I went from a guy who's just killing puppies to killing grandmas all over the world. We're going to get you there. <laughs> Got to get you in touch with my makeup guy. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. No, 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 no. No matter how lethal you get, he makes you look like a good guy. I don't know how he does it. He's a, mag a magician. through the final stages there was no assurances that these were safe there was no genotoxicity no teratogenicity what a nerd um, listen to this guy now to learn and, and in autopsy studies the spike protein produced from the genetic material is found in the heart Bowmeyer and colleagues have shown it it's found in the brain yeah. found in the brain more and colleagues so oh, i can tell really you scary. everyone who's taken the vaccine has this material in their brain their heart their adrenal glands mm -hmm. reproductive organs uh, it, it's really a terrible thought. My heart goes out to people who've taken the vaccine. The vaccines, the messenger RNA vaccines, for short, th they've never been demonstrated to actually leave the body. They, they look like they're permanent, uh, as well as the spike protein that's produced after them. This is very disturbing. So it's hard to guide. I was saying, you know, 30 days refrain from kissing and sexual contact in, with a vaccinated person, but I'm now extending that to at least 90 days and uh, and conservatively wow. maybe extended from a, a point forward. I know there's married couples and all kinds of, uh, of, of personal uh, implications there. But, but no, this messenger RNA looks like it's for keep. Every shot is accumulating in the body with no ability to, for the body to get rid to of it. To remove it. Oh, man, man. Wow. Every shot's just accumulating, dude. It's just like, oh. I mean, to be fair, what, what has this guy been right about before? <laughs> that's what's so scary about this man I, no that's the scariest part i am telling you i we've been going over it almost to an insane degree like uh just go out and drive on the highway for five seconds they're zombies people's brains aren't functioning i'm, too, I'm about to tell you that they got that one actor the old the, the small little old guy they admitted he got into an accident because he had a heart attack no way. Yeah, dude, all, a lot of these accidents now they're starting to say it's because these people are having heart attacks and stroke. You were yeah, right. I was calling it, man. <clears throat> you were right. I That's the fear, though, that I've been having. I'm watching it. I watch the traffic on a daily basis. The accidents are through the roof. I looked up the statistics. They are statistically through the roof. People are Oops. literally flying off the road. They're boosted, man. And not only that, it's not just the heart attacks. I think it's collecting in the brain, dude. Well, dude, you, what scares me is you, you called it because you were talking about pilots, right? Yes. And how you, every pilot in our military is vaccinated. That's not a good thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there. I think that's not a good thing. Call me crazy. I am a tinfoil hat crazy nut job, but. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I have believed this from day one. And look, I'm not going to say definitively now because we listened to Petey McCullough there uh, throw down 
throw down some knowledge on us about where this What does he mean, though? Uh, Dr. Fauci, he actually created the poison that you sold to everybody. <laughs> this guy, uh, what he's saying, though, is pretty scary, and I think it's confirming a lot of people's greatest fears, which is if this stuff is a... Cum- it, if it's kind of gathering in the brain stem area, which they've been discussing for a year now, and causing people to have these neurological issues and strokes, yeah, and heart attacks, and maybe strokes within, you know, I think that we're entering some scary territory. We haven't hit that range where a lot of guys like Peter McCullough predicted three to five years was the range where we would really see the serious effects of these gene therapies. I mean, we're we're on the cusp of that three years. That's what I I was thinking. Yeah. We're we're hitting it. So <clears throat> the fact that we've already seen well, actually, so many no, deaths, the vaccine didn't come out till twenty one. Right. So what scares me a little bit, and probably <clears throat> what frightens these doctors who have been predicting this, is their predictions are happening faster than they said they would. Yeah, because we're gonna hit that three year mark in like December. And already, really look at all. The, the one thing that is undeniable, and you're seeing it admitted in all mainstream media, the excess mortality rates. It's through the roof everywhere, and it's simply undeniable. More yeah. people are dying at faster rates. It's heart attacks. It's strokes. It's advanced, rapid, sudden cancers. But... We really shouldn't worry about at least one of those three things, Mike, because according to, and you're going to love this, my friend, according to Canadian News, Mike, it's just the season, man. So what is this link between influenza, infection, and stroke? Yeah, I didn't know about this either until last year, but it turns out that after flu season, about three or four weeks later, there is a stroke Season oh, and season. like you said, Excuse me? is uh, getting down. <laughs> Excuse of a, me, of a big uh, hump of, of flu. So now we're starting to see more strokes. And a friend of uh, one of my colleagues actually mentioned that at work the other day. He said, "Have you noticed how many strokes we're seeing? It's a lot more than usual. It feels like." So anecdotally, we're starting to see that. I think it's the vaccine. That could be a parody. I have no idea. But when I saw the clip, I thought I gotta go with it. That's beautiful. Stroke season. No, that can't be real. <laughs> don't worry, folks. It's stroke season. You guys, you guys don't remember <laughs> stroke season? <laughs> we had a big stroke season back in 94. That one was <laughs> massive. <laughs> no one will forget that one. Oh, I remember the night. Yeah, no, no, I remember uh, the, the Bulls won the championship, and then we had the stroke season. The stroke season, it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> You got the, the NBA postseason and then the strokes, the stroke season. Stroke season. I like yeah, you have the five seasons, right? You got uh, spring, you got uh, summer, then you get autumn, uh, winter, and then stroke season. Back to spring. Stroke season. Wow, dude. Yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about, I didn't hear about this until a year ago. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> oh, man. All my friends are having strokes, man. It's crazy. It kind of seems like we never had a stroke season until you started giving vaccines. <laughs> and it makes sense that we would have a stroke season because it's like you gave them all out in December, January, February. That was like the initial push. 
Strokes and so heart they- attacks. By the way, they're uh, they have the funeral this weekend. For Lisa Marie Presley, who everyone seems to forget, just died at age 54 uh, of a heart attack. Yeah, but her dad died of a heart attack, too. Same age. I age. know. You see, man. It's just like No-No had that heart attack. Dad had the heart attack. 57, 57. Sure, and I'll give it to the aortic bo- both uh, of them, aneurysm. Both of them, if they didn't have somebody home at the time, they would have died. All right, well, I'll give it there. Yes, genetic, sure. However, my argument, once again, with these vaccines is, what's your genetic deficiency or issue? Well, this va- uh, vaccine here is going to uh, accelerate it. It's going to exploit it. It's going to exploit any weakness. It's going yeah. <clears> to <throat> take it to, what's that level of speed? Oh, yeah, warp speed. <laughs> There's a reason they named it that. <laughs> Operation Warp Speed, because Warp. all your uh, all your cancers and all your heart attacks and strokes will happen at warp speed. Warp speed. Yeah. See, see what they did there. <laughs> Beautiful marketing. Well, they made it easy for you to remember. <laughs> That's right. So this stroke season, when you have your heart attack or stroke, <laughs> just remember this was brought to you by Warp Speed. <laughs> If, if you're going to get fucked, it's better to get fucked at warp speed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Nobody wants to get fucked slow. <laughs> this, uh, this promotion brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> we fuck you at warp speed. Warp speed. <laughs> <laughs> When we fuck you in the ass, it's at warp speed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We're laughing because it's so evil, it's not even believable. But it's true. Right. It's so true. (laughs) That's what's so scary and funny about it all simultaneously. Uh, We're laughing because we're all going to die from this stuff. It's crazy. They got so many people to buy into it. It's crazy. And, like, a lot of people... I, I honestly believe they, they just got it because they didn't want to lose their job. Or they didn't want to, like, you know, they I, really thought look, it was, man, like, the it's best thing to do. Nothing to be embarrassed about for anyone who got the vaccine because they were scared of the virus. It's, they, that, too. They lied to you. They sold it Every, so believably. You. It was sold so well. And they knew exactly their target and, and to, audience. And, and, and to be honest, to be to be totally fair, nobody like me or you could sit here and say we didn't have our doubts. Though I was telling Nona from day one, don't get the <laughs> vaccine, right? But in the back of my head, I was too like, you know, to be honest, I don't really know. What people don't understand is here's my theory when it comes to apocalyptic scenarios and let's say zombie virus, whatever it is. I want to be in the group that dies immediately. I don't oh, want to yeah. be. <laughs> that's so. That's Absolutely. why I didn't want to be part of your survivor crew. I was all in on. I die. I'm in. Let's call it quits. I've had enough. I had a good. Especially life. if it's like, no, no, Frank, Frank, Frank. You could live through this. It's fine. Just come here no, and take this no, Pfizer no. shot every six you months. You understand? No, nope. I'm out. <laughs> no, I don't want to be on that other side. That's the, what people don't realize. A lot of us people who are anti-vaxxers or people who didn't want to take your shots, we didn't want to be in your dystopian, sicko, fucking weirdo world right. where we got to get the 
the shots and be branded and have the collars and be part of this weird dystopian society where we're marked and part of the system. No, thank you. It's either it's called live free or die, folks. There's a reason behind it. Yeah. Oh, good call. No, no. Yeah, I'd rather be the guy underground demolition man. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. We're yeah. the underground people eating rat burgers. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. And driving our fucking uh, Chevy Chevelles. <laughs> no, what was it? It was a Camaro. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Demolition Man is one of the greatest movies of the modern era. But I have to. <laughs> say that what people really don't truly, I think, understand is, for many of us, we didn't want any part of your new world order or your new normal. Your new normal was scarier than death. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and it still remains that way. That's why, we, that's why we are just so against the World Economic Forum or the Great Reset or whatever plan or agenda you think you want to have for us no thank you i would rather die you have to come here with the boots on the ground and you have to slaughter us to do it that's the point that's the whole that's why you had so much fucking resistance to not only your vaccine but your lockdowns people yeah. resisted and they will this you know what this country is a lot of things but we are built on a lot of resistance, and that's something to be very that's, proud of. Uh, you know, that just, that's everywhere, too, man. It's like, well, that's what we don't understand when we try to take over other countries and stuff. People would rather die than be under your rule. <laughs> wow, great call. Yes. Right. You know yes. what movie I watched this morning? I'm all ears. Let's do it. It's, uh, it's from a while ago, War Machine. All right. With uh, Brad Pitt. No, no, not Brad Pitt. Is that Brad Pitt? <laughs> I don't, I'm not familiar with War Machine, but uh, so Brad Pitt lightning. plays the general. All right. Uh, now I'm confusing it. Danielle actually corrected me this morning. So General McCaster, I think, is the guy. He plays General McMahon, which is like a character based on it. But I don't know if you remember back in like 2009, 2010. It's got to be a one general... with uh, Shia LaBeouf. No. Okay. That's right. Fury. That's a great movie, too. <laughs> yes, okay, no, no. continue. This is where in, like, 2009, 2010, there was the general who was, he got trapped in Paris because of a volcano erupting in, uh, in Finland or something, right? Wow, all right. Or in Greenland. The Greenland volcano's erupting, so this general gets trapped in Paris with his, like, entourage of, sarge of like, everybody and a Rolling Stone reporter. Nice. This is a true story. So it's kind of it's very loosely based uh, off of a right. true story. Okay, okay. Right. It, it is kind of true. Where like these guys ended up getting stuck for two weeks with this reporter, and they got drunk, they partied, and they just they talked a lot of shit about Barack Obama and all that. How like a lot of shit at the time. The general ended up getting fired and everything. But dude, great fucking movie. And I think one of the reasons it's such a great movie is it's probably the best depiction of what actually happened in the Middle East. Oh, really? You're saying Three Kings is not accurate? Oh, that was a uh, golf... <laughs> Sorry. I'm mixing my words, too. That was Golf War 1. <laughs> I love Three Kings. It's a good flick. That's a great Ice movie. Cube. Wow. God, Marky Mark. Okay. Young Jamie Foxx. Oh, it's fantastic. No, no, it's uh, Ice Cube, man. That is Ice Cube. I just confused Ice Cube with Jamie Foxx. Really Jarhead. Funny. But continue. I I'm ready. Keep rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three Kings. Great movie. That's with, uh, what's his name? Ice Cube. All right, so keep rolling. With, no, no, no. With Mel Gibson? <laughs> Not Mel Gibson. No, you have no idea. No, it's uh... George Clooney. George Clooney. Marky Mark and Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, George Clooney. 
<laughs> All right, so tell me more about War Machine. No, dude, but they just really talk about how, like, uh, you know, <laughs> these guys just, they just kept bringing in generals to take over this area where they're like, they all had this idea of how they're going to run Afghanistan. And it, no, you can't run it. And, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was just, a, it's a very great movie. And I think they did a very good job of just kind of depicting, like, listen, you're in this war. The men don't want to fight it. They don't believe in it. But then you have really these, like, generals in the high ups who are trying to prove their worth and everything. And it's, it was just, it's a great movie. Great movie. I War mean, <clears throat> are we removed far enough at this point to be in agreement that the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq were not only strategic for oil, but also a way to war game and practice our new technologies? There's a scene in the movie where, like, the this one la- this one German lady stands up and questions his like tactics, mm-hmm. and because he's talking about how he ta- he does this whole thing about how. And I remember hearing this in the army. Like, they literally taught you this in the army. What's great about the movie is that was during my time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why it was so funny, because I remember them talking about how, like, he even says in the movie, if you have 10 terrorists, you kill two of them. Now you have 20 terrorists, right? (laughs) Right. And this one German lady, she stands up and pretty much says, like, it kind of sounds like you're really just fighting people who don't want you in your country, maybe not Taliban extremists. Hmm. And I think that's what it really came down to is like when you when you talk about places like Afghanistan, it's like they just don't want you in their country. Right? Same thing with us here. It's like I'd rather die than live under these COVID new normal rules. Afghanistan's interesting because it has now fallen under the Taliban rule again, and but it's not. That's what no. That, that, that's well, what's crazy is it's not. Sorry, not Taliban the, rule, but they're they are in ta- the Taliban. So the the thing about <laughs> Afghanistan is yeah. there's like the there's like the cities, sure, and there's certain areas, but then there's areas that are just tribal run that yeah, have been I for thousands you. of and years for sure. That you, nobody will ever own exactly. the Taliban can't possibly the, own them. Nobody I- has. The force to go over there and take over these godforsaken areas. All the, you know? that is happening, all I was going to say is, and I, I am a bit misinformed on my regional understanding of that area. However, from what I am understanding based on news reports, is that we did, when we were there, there was some institution of Western society and then we pulled out and now it's a full-blown back into what they are historically always going to have did we do anything positive there probably not ultimately i think we just created chaos for about 20 years kind of seems like that and look we could argue all day whether or not the way they treat women or how they view class, and Mike, you've even discussed with me the way that they uh, view slave and sexual slaves, and, uh, right? There's a lot of just, the way 
society runs there doesn't really jive with how it runs here. And for us to go over there and trying to institute our ways, it doesn't work. And doesn't every work. time we pull out of these regions, they just go right back to the way they were. It's a mess. I mean, the way I, the way I always put it is like you're gonna go like. I mean, just put it in perspective, man. Let's try to take over America, right? You're gonna go. Okay, you're gonna go to Wisconsin with an army, right? You you might take over Milwaukee, <laughs> right? Sure. You're gonna take over Milwaukee. You're gonna take over Madison, right? But are you really gonna go and conquer Mauston? <laughs> Look, I, I there's, there's 200 people there. These right? other countries, by the way, reject fully on many levels, multiple levels, our culture. Yes, yes, they just they don't want it. They do not want it on varying degrees. That's what people don't realize. And I think what what scares most people around the world is one of our greatest exports currently, culturally, wokeism. And what I found very fascinating this weekend, Mike, I caught Bill Maher's newest episode. Uh, He's back from his hiatus. And he happened to have quite the white ring, white, uh, sorry, right wing uh, guest slate. He had Bill Barr on and then Andrew Sullivan. And this young lady, uh, I'm not too familiar. She's a congresswoman for the right side, I believe, for the Republicans. Uh, did you catch this episode, by the way? Oh, it was a great episode, yeah. It was pretty interesting. Andrew Sullivan was, like, trying to, like, redeem himself, though. He came in really hard on the left. Well, I was fascinated by his take on what they're doing to children. And this whole segment... Yeah, as a a gay man on the left, it was very refreshing to hear that. It was a, uh, are you saying as a gay man on the left from your perspective or? Uh... Well, I didn't want to come out today, but I guess I am. All right. I am well, a gay liberal. Hey, look, just po- so you guys know. Pod Save America, hit us up. I think you got a new show for your uh, hey. little situation over there. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew is a gay man on the left. Yes. And I found and his. So for him to come out and talk like the same kind of stuff we've been talking about is like, wow, okay. Maybe now we could actually start to have an honest conversation. Is he a left guy? I thought he was a right guy. No, he's a dude. He's gay. He's like a. I thought he was gay, right? And that's what made him so fascinating. No. All right. He's well, definitely on the left. We got a nice heady clip here. We'll listen to it. Mike and research uh, what side up. Andrew. Yes, with you. On... He's from Britain, so it's very hard to tell if he's gay or straight or on the left or right. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. I think if we just call him British, that covers all of the regions. All right, that's covers every every uh, element to. Uh, if we just call him British, everybody in America knows we don't like. Him. <laughs> that's right. So uh, <laughs> I loved this exchange. They do a nice little dive on the topic. Um, not only am I shocked that Bill Maher and his panel here are, are uh, talking about it in kind of an agreeance but also mike the audience reaction that was very interesting is yeah. what really caught me off guard uh, and and floored me i've been like more focused on his audience yes, than him no, the past like few months like absolutely and his audience during this little section really caught me off guard dude it's like some of them you can hear you can literally hear their head turning as they're like slow clapping like yeah yeah oh oh nobody's oh 
<laughs> like you'll, you know what I mean? I'm really uh I love the way this whole thing plays out. Honestly, it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh and I'm going to throw it out there. Bill Maher, man. He kicked things off uh with a little controversy in my book. So, I love it. Big fan. Really, kids don't know anything. Why why do you have to teach it? Why does a 4-year-old come in instead of teaching them the colors? You're telling them pick your pronoun. Well, yeah. Where on earth did that come from? Uh, and right. who who told us it was going to be imposed on children? And now it's yes. in school curriculum everywhere. I told my kids when this wokeness started happening, this gender thing started happening, it's pretty new. I said, don't be coming home with your gender pronouns. You better be coming home with A's and B's. I mean, that's what it really should be about, our education system. Well, and it's not, but more I and mean, more, you look at these curriculum, it's all about that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's that, all about thing. identity. It's all about being queer or trans. I mean, children can't understand that stuff. Not in kindergarten. And you say that as a queer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I honestly, I don't want to teach five-year-olds about no. being gay. I think it's, wait a well, little bit. And, and they'll pick it up anyway. It's not like they can't watch the TV. <laughs> I mean, you don't, but what they're doing is not it's telling every, them that. It's on they're Disney, telling man. them something worse. Love it. They're telling them that people can choose to be a boy or a girl or neither or both or something else entirely. Right. That is a lie. You can't. And it's done in order to placate certain special interests in Washington, namely the LGBTQIA plus people, who also <laughs> have been captured by the far left. We should say I, no I, to this. I, I, that's, I know, why isn't, I don't, I just don't understand why this is the hill the Democratic Party wants to die on. Because they're too scared. Both parties are too scared. They're, they're scared bullied, the they're they're scared bullied the by the what? extreme right, bullied by the yes. extreme left, and no one has the balls to say, no, no, we haven't had a moment yeah. yet. And again, when someone stands up and says no. We're not, not none of this is anti-trans. No. No, most of these people who are making the argument we're making are liberal people who think it's a great thing that in America now anybody can actually be whatever they want. And of course, trans is a real thing, rare, but real, but rare. I grew up awesome. when no one said the word homosexual because it was so too disgusting to even mention. And you know, it sometimes gets to me that when the younger ones tell me that I'm the dinosaur. Right. Do you know what we of our generation went through as gay men and women? Right. Do you know what we really did? Do you know the right. oppressions we really you know the do you know the actual oppression of, of dying in the streets? Right. Of dying no. of AIDS, of fighting for basic civil rights? No. And they turn around and tell us you're an old has been, you need to just go away. Right. And not only that, you hate trans people. Fuck you, is what I say. Excuse me. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And the way that they can't debate you, they can't say, yeah, this, uh, they say immediately, you hate people. Right. I don't hate people. No, of course not. I don't want, I, I would cherish a trans kid. I just don't want a little gay kid to be told suddenly he might be a girl inside. I don't want kids who are not able to make these kind of decisions decide to have medication, yes. medicalization, sterilization, yes. drugs before they've even hit puberty. Yes. Wow. Uh, I think that's the best. Dude, I think that nailed it. And I yes. think it's like, dude. If you're a little boy who's confused, you might just turn into a gay man and you could have a great life. But don't, that doesn't mean go cut off your penis. <laughs> right? Did you hear how he, he was almost in tears, man? He was red-faced yeah. and fired up on this one. He goes on quite the rant there, even further before and after. It's pretty fascinating, man. Uh, 
I think this is more real for them. Dude. I've ta- I, dude, <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I've ta- I've heard gay people talk about this situation where they say like, I mean, they're gay adults, and they're saying, as a kid, I thought I was a boy, but really, I turned out to be a lesbian, and it would have been very easy to convince me to cut off my tits and try to become a man at fourteen, but now that I'm older, I'm glad I didn't. You know? Did you hear the audience? whooping and hollering and cheering they were in full support of what he was saying the tide mike you brought it up in a previous episode it's over the tide yeah, has, has come Thank like God. the 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 um the wokeism i think it, we, because like they said dude i'm not we're nobody's really anti-trans if you're a kid who's struggling right. with trans identity God help you. We all fucking yeah, nobody, feel for you. We nobody want wants you to be harmed. You. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yes. Exactly. But I don't want you to go around confusing every kid in the country. Yes. And we see a disturbing Cause, trend. Because the bottom line is 99% of the kids in this country will just be straight people. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I, well, it used to be that way. Bill Maher, uh, many episodes ago, showed the <laughs> statistics about. <laughs> The trend of homosexuality or whatever it is going no, on. Gonna and go back. It's going to go back. It will. It's, it's a pendulum. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's not real. But it, I think what, what's happening here and what people are showing is look at the influence now. Look at what it's caused. It's caused a lot of problems for the youth and for people now who are entering the workforce. Uh, you know, we shouldn't be receiving emails with people of the pronouns in them. Honestly, when you're in the adult workforce, you should be past that. College, sure, whatever. Yes. No, no, never. You should never be this pronoun bullshit, dude. Because I don't know. I think college is the place for the free th- thought and the weird liberal no, crazy. Because whatever happens fine, in college, eventually it does. Into the yeah, it does suck. So, that, that's what happens. Col- okay, <laughs> we we have we have totally forgotten what college is. Right? All of elementary, K through 12 is all about preparing you for college, getting you to college. Oh, yeah. And then college is there to prepare you for the professional workforce. Right? Sure. That's all those, that's all it's there for. So, college, will you go there and find yourself and do all that? Yes, that is part of it. But that's not the point of it. You know what I mean? The point of it is to prepare you for the professional workforce. And if you don't want to be a professional, don't even go to college. Go be a plumber. Well, be you're a, gonna have a better be you'll a, have a better life than those I, in college. Trust if, me. Wow, we almost made it. If you want to be, <laughs> you could be a uh, professional in other arenas in life. That's the truth. If you don't want to be a scholar. Stay away from college. College used to be for scholars or people who want right. to be in the in academia or you know become professors or you know here's study how certain I would put subjects. This. Here's, here's my best way to put it. Right. If you want to be a model, you have to be beautiful enough that somebody is willing to pay you just for the way you look. Right. Yes. If you want to go to college, you should be smart enough that somebody's willing to pay you just for the way you think. Yes. <laughs> right. If if yes, you don't have absolutely. that brain power, it's fine. Because somebody will pay you for what you can do with your hands. Go do a fucking trade. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh it's the truth, but look, right? college has been a joke even before we what the is problem it, is uh... not well now, now you got people who aren't real intellectual thinkers 
and they can't be a carpenter. So we send them to college and we teach them gender studies. And then now you end up with 90 genders because everybody that went out of this college, they got a fucking, they got a job and they have to justify their position. So they're writing books about fucking, that's so stupid. It's so stupid. Mike, you could be a white lesbian from, you know, Arlington Heights and uh, get a degree in racial studies. <laughs> like, what the fuck is racial studies? Dude? Hey, it's the thing and it happens and it's a real life scenario. <laughs> That's how the world works, man. Is, is your racial study degree ever going to fix a building? <laughs> well, it'll make sure the building has equity, whatever that here's, is. Here's the problem, right? We're going to Mars. We got one spaceship. We can only fit 200 people. I bet you there's a plumber on board. <laughs> I bet you there's an electrician on board. Probably no gender studies or racial studies on board. Or whatever uh, that... You know? The bullshit they study in college now. You're gonna but... have a do- you're gonna have a doctor. You're gonna have an engineer. That's what I mean. Like, I, I think don't about know. a spaceship with two hundred people. <laughs> Who are you gonna let on? Pick one of those jobs. I thought college was the place where, sure, you, look, you need some money. Number one, number two, uh, it was pe- people who were smart enough to go there, and they were gonna advance academically. Or go on to uh, really advanced professions, or for people who become teachers and what have you, or the other part where the people who flunked out who uh, just did drugs. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be, right? But then (laughs) at some point it turned into this, like, everybody's supposed to go to college, and when they can't pay for it uh, 10, 20 years from now, we're just gonna, you know cancel the debt because har 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 we need the votes losers yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it turned then, into no, no, we're gonna tell them we are but then we're not actually gonna do it dude no debt got canceled yet really they didn't end up canceling any debt of course as far as not. i'm concerned i don't I, I i don't think any debt has been canceled yet uh, if that's the truth then the joke's on you that's you know <laughs> that's what you voted me- for and that means all of you people have a little extra money in your pocket, which means you should donate to Molly Morris's GoFundMe. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> donate. Dude, dude Sean posted the link in the chat. Oh, fantastic. That is awesome. You should go awesome. find it. And if you're listening, before we get kicked off here, <laughs> Molly Morris, go donate to the GoFundMe, please. Alrighty, yes, absolutely. Good Poor call. little girl in Norwich. She's fighting through. That's oh, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Danielle Day did. <laughs> that's right man and uh check it out give a little dough we're all struggling in these times look maybe even toss a few gas cards you know in this joe biden uh gas economy. might be better than dough for the GoFundMe. <laughs> can we donate gallons of gas that's right man by the time the gofundme is over a gallon might be like nine dollars it, so it might be worth more, more than, you know <laughs> like you just doubled the money i was actually gonna donate you. send some gas cards man that's what we're talking about we should do the podcast for gas cards actually <laughs> just just a couple dudes need to get to work oh you know all those bumper stickers they just crossed off ass and grass no we want gas that's it well, <laughs> that's right. Ass and gas is cheap. <laughs> ass and grass is cheap. That's I need right. gas. I can afford ass and grass. <laughs> I can buy all the ass and grass I want. In fact, I can buy ass with some gas cards. <laughs> <laughs>